Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Yes, for the first time, the very first time in the year 2019, Happy New Year, y'all. You have reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area. This is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. Like I said, for the first time in 2019, Happy New Year to each and every one of you. My name is Sean Hubbard. What up, though? And I am your host and founder of the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast and website. You've reached what is quickly becoming one of the dopest shows, one of the best shows on professional wrestling in the industry today, and today is yet another big-time episode with another big-time guest to start your new year off right, January 4th, 2019. But before we get into our big-time guest, we got to remind you of something that we definitely need you to know. Hey, it's a new year, it's 2019, but you know what? Good is good and great is great, and that's never going to change. And when you talk about great as it pertains to web development and web platforming, you are talking about Hoshcrea.com. My good friend Alex is doing some amazing things with his company, and he wants to do those for your company. I'm talking about web platforming, web development, everything you need to make sure that your company pops and represents itself in the best possible light on the Internet. Make sure you check them out right here, right now. Make sure you let them know that HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com sent you. Go to H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. That's HaasCrea.com because we love tech. Like I said, y'all, so happy to be with you guys once again. And for the first time in 2019, we had a tremendous 2018, our debut year here at Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Hashtag H W weekly and we are so glad to be back with you in the new year with a big time guest listen my guest tonight is the host of taylor talks based out of wisconsin yes the midwest is in the building and we want to make sure that we welcome her the right way but first i gotta let y'all know me and my guest tonight do not agree on the subject matter Tonight, I'm telling you right now, she and I go head to head. We battle all the time on Twitter. We battle all the time on social media about this superstar. This superstar I'm talking about is your reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion. You know what I'm talking about. I can't say it like Paul Heyman says it, but you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Brock Lesnar. She's not a huge fan. I'm... A moderate fan. I used to be a big fan. He's kind of getting on my nerves lately because he never shows up. But me and her are about to go to war about this subject, even though she's my friend. I appreciate her. So do me a favor, y'all. Make sure y'all welcome with me my guest at this time on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast, the one and only Miss Taylor Marie. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. We appreciate you so much. It's been a long, hard road to get you here. You know what I'm saying? We're both so busy. But listen, I really appreciate it because, like, you're on top of your game. I'm on top of my game. It only It's only right to bring us both together. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, definitely, for sure. Ah, that's what's up. So we're going to get into this subject matter that the world wants us to talk about because me and you do not agree, my friend. But before we do, we want to make sure we talk about something that's really important. It's not the subject of tonight's show, but we do want to express our support for Miss Tony Storm. We know that she's going through a lot. The NXT superstar, the winner of the May Young Classic, has been going through a real tough time with uh, some photos being leaked, whatever, whatever. Uh, we just want to give a shout out to her and let her know that uh, we are in her corner. We had a chance. I had a chance to speak on the TNT podcast uh, with Tracy, aka Smiley, a couple of days ago. I expressed my support. I'm gonna do the same thing right here on my platform, and I want to make sure you, Miss Taylor Marie, had a chance to express how you feel about that situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel really bad for her that she's going through this, and it's really cool to see the wrestling community come together and just rally behind her and not let the negativity get to her. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, it's always good when the wrestling community backs somebody because, you know, we are very passionate. So uh, once again, uh, Tony Storm, we support you um, right here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. Uh, I'm sure I speak uh, for Taylor when I say Taylor Talk supports you as well. TNT podcast, the whole nine yards, all of our platforms, you know, all of our ways of communicating. We want to let you know that we are in your corner. Team Tony Storm. All the way. And for all the haters out there, stop hating. Stop doing underhanded, corny stuff. You know what I'm saying? Let her live. Uh, we don't need that kind of stuff going on, man. We got too much stuff going on. And also, much love and respect to uh, the family of Mean Gene Oakland. A legend has passed away. Rest in peace. Sleep in peace. Any thoughts on the legendary Mean Gene Oakland? Yeah, I was really sad to hear that he was gone. He was one of my favorites. I mean, I didn't grow up in the era that he was most popular but i did watch a lot of his stuff absolutely. from the past and i i absolutely loved it so rest easy buddy no doubt no doubt that's what's up yo so here's the deal man like I, i'm gonna get right into it. we're not gonna go into the whole hoopla shebang shebang thing we're gonna keep it 100 and just go right into this thing new york versus wisconsin sean versus taylor it's not gonna be a game we're gonna go into it we're gonna talk about your my our current universal world champion, excuse me, not universal, world champion, the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion. He goes by the name of Brock Lesnar. Now, I know how you feel about this subject. You know how I feel about this subject. I've been waiting for months to talk to you about this on the air because I feel like this is going to be nothing short of extraordinary. Listen, here, here's my take on the situation, Taylor. Brock Lesnar, since 02, when he came into the game the week after WrestleMania uh, 18, um, has been running roughshod over the industry. Yes, it's been in spurts. Yes, it's been in basically like bolts of lightning where he's there, he's gone, whatever the case may be. Sometimes he wants to go play football. Sometimes he wants to go to UFC. Sometimes he wants to just stay home and hunt in Saskatchewan. Whatever the case may be. Brock Lesnar, though... I am not thrilled that the Universal Championship is not on the show. I do understand, as amongst many things that I don't understand, I am, believe me, as much as I respect Vince McMahon, there's a million and one things I disagree with him wow. with. But this one, I don't disagree. Brock Lesnar is the marquee superstar talent of Monday Night Raw and the entire WWE, even in his absence. So to start this thing off, what is your problem with Brock Lesnar? So before I get into like current, I didn't hate Brock Lesnar from 02 until about he came back 
like I liked his stuff from 02 until about he came back part time in 2012. Okay. No, I had no issue with that. I thought he was decently charismatic. He had pretty good matches. Like I didn't have a problem with it. And whatever, that wasn't the issue. But ever since he's come back part time, I've had an issue. Not because he's part time. Okay. I mean, guys, guys get older. I, The Rock's done it. John Cena's done it. A lot of guys have done it. Right. Um. However, if you're going to have someone be champion, mm-hmm. I totally disagree with putting it on Brock because he's part time. Like, I, I don't see any casual fans I see. They don't watch for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. They watch for guys like Leo Rush, which I again, that's a whole another thing that I don't understand. Okay. Regardless, <sighs> like. Any champion, the women's champion, uh, Intercontinental, United States, Cruiserweight, mm-hmm. UK, whatever, whatever champion is, right. they are there day in, day out, working their ass off. I don't get that from Brock. I feel like he's, oh, well, I've done my time, and personally, I just totally disagree with that. There's a lot of hardworking superstars, and I'm not just talking, like, I'm a little biased because I like Dean Ambrose, but okay. I'm... Okay. Outside of him, there's guys like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Like, I could go on for however long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they work their asses off day in, day out. And I think it's a slap in their face to be like, oh, we're going to have this guy who doesn't show up all the time, who won't work live events, who gets paid way more than everyone else, who basically gets a free ride mm-hmm. while I work my ass off. I don't get these championships. I don't get the paycheck. I don't get... There's a lot of stuff they don't get. I just don't get how it's necessarily fair mm-hmm. to the fans, to the wrestlers on the roster. Now, like, and then back in, like, the early 2000s, the champion didn't show up on every Monday, whatever, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that was the normal. But I think nowadays there's a standard there is set for champions, and I don't think Brock's fitting it. Your point is valid. Let me start by saying that. And, um... All I'm saying is this, man. Like, your point is valid, but you have to understand the state of the de- that the WWE is in right now. Um, I don't think WWE has a choice. Now, I'm a huge fan of Finn Balor, and I am a huge fan of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, and there are many capable guys that could hold that belt and, and do it justice. But when you're talking about star power, the element of star power in the WWE is lacking in a major way. Look at the last couple of years in WWE, it's been lackluster at best. SmackDown is clearly the A show. Matter of fact, I take that back. SmackDown's the B show because NXT's the A show, which makes Raw the C show. So they have so basically in all seriousness, you know, Monday Night Raw is in dire need of star power. Now I, I am totally with you that the Universal Champion should be on the show. But I think the logic for Vince McMahon, and again, I am certainly not a Vince McMahon advocate. He has done some really dumb things. But in this case, when you have Brock Lesnar as universal champion, you have something that you can look forward to every single time he shows up, whether it's four times a year, five times a year. And even as sick as it makes me to say it, it adds more prestige to the title as well. Because when the universal champion shows up, 
that means that nine times out of ten, the title's on the line, or it's a go-home show before the title's going to be on the line, and you know it's going to be a big event. Because no matter how much we all are annoyed by Brock Lesnar, and I admit I'm annoyed by him too, his attitude leaves a lot to be desired. At the end of the day, whenever that music hits, we all get excited. Or at least I do. And I think the majority of the people do. We can try and boom. We can try and get manipulated by Vince and the new storyline where Brock doesn't care about the fans. And in all likelihood, he really doesn't care about the fans. It is about the money. It is about the prestige. It is about the limited schedule so he could do UFC. But my question to you, Taylor, what is the alternative? There's a lot of... See, I... There's a lot of people that I would rather get behind than Brock Lesnar, personally. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I understand, like, they're trying to build it up, but to me, personally, having Brock not show up, not having cutting his own promos, his matches last maybe five, ten minutes at most. I'll give you ten minutes. Okay. I don't like that. He doesn't defend at every pay-per-view. If, any, if Roman Reigns did that, if Roman, when, let's say Roman didn't have leukemia and he was still universal champion. Mm-hmm. And he said, nah, I'm only going to show up for Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam. Everyone would lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not denying I that I fact, understand but... how that's fair to keep hold the wrestler to one standard, but because he's Brock Lesnar, oh yeah, that's fine. I personally don't agree with that. I think... If he was just a part-timer and he came back every once in a while um, and fought whoever and put them over, Mm -hmm. that would be one thing. And he doesn't have the championship. But I think it makes the championship look really bad when you don't have it there every week. It's supposed to be in your main title, but yet the only titles I ever see on Raw are the IC title and the women's title. That's correct. That's correct. And personally... I disagree with that a lot. I don't like that. And it's not just that he doesn't show up for um, Raw or most pay-per-views. It's that he, when he comes out, he doesn't speak a word, which bothers the crap out of me. Because it, it shouldn't, it, Let me cut you off. It shouldn't bother you. You know why it shouldn't bother you? Because he can't do a promo. But Heyman's promos lately are the same thing over and over again. That's what, like, normally with Heyman, I, I'm... I'm a big Paul Heyman fan, okay. normally. Right. But when he comes out week after week and it's the same lines every time, I'm like, well, what's the point? This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I pers- like if you're going to make points that he's a reigning defending champion, first of all, you need to defend it more than four times a year, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I just I, – I, I don't get – and – I don't think Brock has that star power anymore. Maybe in like when he came back from two th- in 2012 and faced Cena. Maybe. Or when he faced um, CM Punk, was it at SummerSlam? Yeah, 14, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is different. But like CM Punk brought this up in his post WWE exit interview. Mm-hmm. So Brock wins, Brock goes away. But then Punk's there on the next night. That makes no sense, storyline-wise. Why is the guy who lost coming out versus the guy who won is going home and not there on the the show afterwards, whatever pay-per-view it may be? I got to be honest with you. I think we're more on the same page than I originally anticipated. 
But what I think the only difference in what we're talking about here is unfortunately, well, fortunately for listener purposes, but unfortunately, as far as us being on the same page, it's the biggest point. And that, and that is this. Brock Lesnar certainly has not lost any star power. Brock Lesnar is as popular now as he's ever been. And I know that sounds really crazy because he gets booed out of the building. But that is a manufactured boo. That is a boo that is coming from the premise that he doesn't care about the fans. That, you know, he basically is is just a, a, a bad guy who is a mercenary. Well, yeah, exactly. And what WWE is trying to do, and this is just my opinion. WWE is trying to make the universal title because they need Brock Lesnar. And make no mistake about it. WWE needs Brock Lesnar. You can fool yourself all you want and say, hey, we got Seth. Hey, we got Dean. Hey, we got Finn. Hey, we got Braun Strowman. But you know what? None of them have the star power that Brock Lesnar has. And and since Brock Lesnar is working this limited schedule, all right, what they're doing is they're making boxing and UFC, uh, you know, kind of like their premise for title defenses. Like Floyd Mayweather, when he was on top of his game, even though he just fought a joke of a fight in Japan against some guy in an exhibition. Anyway. When Floyd Mayweather was champion, uh, undefeated champion, he would wrestle twice a year. You know, UFC, they fight once or twice a year. Uh, You know, Bellator, they fight once or twice a year. So what they're trying to do is make Brock Lesnar and the Universal title must-see television because if you don't see it, you're not going to see it again for four to six months. Is it the best thing for wrestling? Absolutely not. But does it work? And the answer is for the two, three, five times of the year that Brock Lesnar's around, it works. I just, for me personally, watching his matches, like, I understand, like, the UFC mentality and a lot of the other fighting and boxing companies. It's, oh, you you fight once or twice a year and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I totally understand that and I get that's why I don't think he's used to the WWE schedule anymore because that's what he's used to. And I understand that. However... Trying to word this the right way. Um, it's all good. I don't see the appeal to Brock Lesnar anymore, personally, because his matches, same five moves. Same five moves every time. It's boring. He doesn't put anyone over. And I understand, like, in UFC and in boxing and whatever else, they don't do that. But this is a wrestling business, and at the end of the day, we have to – give people what they want. Anyone that I've talked to on Twitter, in real life, um, YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. I've, because you've seen my videos on Brock Lesnar and absolutely all those things, and I, I come across more people that want him gone, want someone else's universal champion, someone who's a workhorse, someone who'll be there every night, someone who will defend it, mm-hmm. versus Brock appearing once every once a month for raw if that i don't know if that's what he's averaging i don't No, it's probably probably less honestly right Mm -hmm. so you see brock once every two months we'll say on raw and then that the four big pay-per-views like i just i for me that for me and i don't want to speak for anyone but a lot of the people i've talked to they they kind of feel the same way I do. Like there's the like in the current product, that it, do, it doesn't make sense. And if they're gonna bring someone back to quote unquote give Raw that star power, I don't see why 
they don't bring someone back like The Rock. I mean, I know that's a rumor going on that Rock's going to be at WrestleMania for the title. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it's it's. A, I've heard that rumor as well. Yeah. I. But for me, I would rather much see Rock hold it for a couple months and then leave. And maybe Brock can do that same thing too. Like he can hold it for a couple months and then leave. Like every once in a while he'll win it. But I don't see the point of having the title on him from WrestleMania 33, I think it was, mm-hmm. when he first won it, yep. till almost two years later at WrestleMania 35. I think that is way too much. And well, I know they were remember, trying to was get a, rid There of, was a blip on the radar, Taylor. You know that. There was a blip on the radar when Roman Reigns won the title and then he had to give it up. That's it. No, I do know that. And right. But I just don't get why Brock was put on it right away. Okay. Okay. Well, like, let me let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask answer that question with a question. Why do you think that when, you know, and by the way, get well soon, Roman Reigns, we're praying for you. Um, why do you think after Roman Reigns got sick that... Vince, whoever the powers that be are, decided to put the title back on Brock Lesnar. I mean, you had Braun Strowman. Why didn't they go that route? I'm, it's rhetorical, but I not really rhetorical. I do want your answer, but let me just say it first. It's because WWE needs Brock Lesnar. I am not disagreeing with anything you're saying about the Universal title not being on the show being ridiculous, about Brock Lesnar not showing up being ridiculous. My argument this entire time has never been that Brock is, you know quintessential example of what a WWE superstar should be. No. My my argument this entire time is, what is the alternative? If Brock is not going to be the guy, if you're... Look, and you talk about The Rock. We all love The Rock, right? I'm sure there's been many calls to The Rock to come back. The Rock is doing other things. Thank God he's thinking about coming back for WrestleMania 35. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm sure... Look, they brought back Shawn Michaels, for God's sakes. I love Shawn Michaels, but he's past his prime. Triple H is past his prime, even though he's in pristine condition. Like, God bless him. But, right. you know, out of all the old-timers, Triple H is clearly the guy that, that can still go. But Undertaker. I mean, Undertaker probably would have hung it up two, three years ago if the WWE didn't need him so much. And thank God that he actually, you know, loves the business and has enough respect for Vince to show his face at WrestleMania season every year. Right. But <laughs> other than Brock, who do we got? Have, so, when Samoa Joe was on Raw, personally, he's mm-hmm. not one of my favorites, but he's got the star power. Mm-hmm. He's known well worldwide. They should have put it on him when it was him and Brock at how, whatever many papers yeah, they yeah, had together. Great. Exactly. great Balls of Fire, yeah, yeah. SummerSlam, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been good, personally, I think. Um, I know. I agree. It's, it's a fresh face. He's got he's got the experience, he's got the star power, he has the charisma, he knows how to fight. Or even I would be okay with if they switched, I don't think they're gonna do it. But I would be okay if they switched AJ Styles over to Rock. I would totally be okay with that and put mm. the Universal Championship on. That'd be dope if he hadn't lost to Brock two consecutive years of Survivor Series. Yeah, that kinda sucks that Well, actually I take that back. He didn't lose two consecutive they they switched out for Daniel Bryan, but I'm sure if AJ had made it to the match, he would have lost again, but that's neither here nor there, but yeah, I got you, I got you. No, I just, I hear it, I've listened to every possible interview, and I think, like I've heard it from Dean from when he faced Brock, it didn't even involve the title, 
So take the title out of the picture for a second. Mm-hmm. Dean was like, Brock was lazy. He wouldn't do, he wouldn't like meet me halfway with ideas. Roman had the same issue the first time he faced him at WrestleMania 31. So they had to throw Seth in there. Mm-hmm. I've heard it from Randy Orton, which I, I know Randy Orton's a little bit controversial, but. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, Chris Jericho has had multiple issues with him. When, um, after SummerSlam, that one year when he broke Randy open with his elbow. Yes, yes. And Chris Jericho confronted him, and and I know you're not saying, like, Brock hasn't done questionable things or no, anything like that. No, he certainly It's has. just things to consider when involving your champion. And also, I don't agree with, I don't get how he, his last fight in UFC. Mm-hmm. When they and then afterwards he got busted for whatever drug it was. I don't yeah, know. he got busted for performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Okay. So and then he comes back to WWE, faces Goldberg, loses in two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the next pay per view that he faces Goldberg at, he gets the title. I don't understand that. Like, I don't get why you would risk putting your title on a guy who's known for. Steroid enhancing, well, Vince McMahon, et cetera, et cetera. Vince and I understand Vince is a meathead himself too. I, 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 I get that part. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I just, I, it's boring now to me. It, get, it's boring. You know, to me, to me, an F five will never be boring. To me, seven F fives is boring. So I feel you on that. Um, I, I think, I think, I think it comes down to what I've been saying the entire time. Like I know you mentioned some things. About Samoa Joe, I have no problem with Samoa Joe. Um, you know, I talked about Braun. I think, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, I think that's the reason why Vince McMahon refused to give up on Roman Reigns, even though the fans were booing him out the building. I think, the I think they refu- he refused to. I think I think the writing was on the wall for WrestleMania thirty four, where Roman was going to win the title, but the outpouring and backlash that was coming from Roman winning the title because the fans were so dead set against Roman winning. Vince decided, okay, let me give Brock Lesnar another, you know, let me extend him another year, give him another deal so he can keep the title at WrestleMania and let it be somewhat of a surprise. I'm sure I speak for you and many others when I say that we all were surprised when Brock retained at WrestleMania, right? So now you're looking towards WrestleMania season this year. uh, Well, maybe a little before WrestleMania season last summer when Roman Reigns get, finally wins the title over Brock at SummerSlam, and we're like, okay, here, we're going to hit the ground running. Even though we still don't love Roman Reigns, we finally got a full-time champion. Roman gets uh-huh. sick, and I think the bottom line was Vince ran out of ideas. I think Vince, honestly, I think Vince is at his wit's end when it comes to the universal title. I think I think that's the reason why. I think Brock Lesnar, and you can correct me if you disagree, I think Brock Lesnar's the reason why, and his limited schedule and the fact that the title's very rarely on the show is the reason why WWE went away with single branded pay-per-views because now the WWE championship is at least defended at every pay-per-view, but they had to bring both rosters together to do that. So they said, you know what? And in order to avoid raw pay-per-views where the head title is going to be the IC title. Now let's bring all the brands together for all the pay-per-views. So at least we have a WWE title match every month. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that WWE is in the position that it's in. 
I think the the talent pool for WWE is as low as it's ever been. I, I almost get depressed when I watch the network and I look at Monday Night Raws from the nineties and 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 just the top to bottom, like every single segment, it was must see television and, and, and crowd reactions that were just unbelievable. And now, you know, you have crowds that are silent, crowds that are not showing up. At least when Brock Lesnar shows up, at least when Brock Lesnar's advertised, I'm sure Brock Lesnar being advertised for the upcoming edition of Raw will have the house full. Do you disagree? Yes, only because I've seen it myself. Okay. October 2017, I went. that was one of the last Monday Night Raw I went to. Okay. And, this, and Brock Lesnar was advertised to return. And he did have the title. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, they only showed, I was where they camera the audience or whatever behind the wrestler in the ring. Okay. That whole side was full. But if they showed the other side, all of those seats were empty. Oh, wow. All of them. Wow. Okay. That's okay. personally why I don't think Brock Lesnar has a big, he might be a draw to like the casual fans for mm-hmm. sure. I could see that. But as like the hardcore, even though Raw isn't good, like, and we still tune into it. Like, I don't think Brock Lesnar being advertised is, oh my God, I have to watch that now. Because lately it's been the same, it's been the same promo from Heyman. Right. And then Brock leaves. Like, he walks up. And I understand he can't cut a promo. Yeah, he, I, he, I, I, I totally Brock, understand yeah, listen, that. I've, I've heard some <laughs> of his. Taylor, Brock Lesnar couldn't cut a promo, a good promo to save his life. No, not at all. Yeah. I've, maybe, like, the early 2000s when he came out in like uh, the sombrero and was like dancing with maracas. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> right. That right, was right. hilarious. I will give him that. That was hilarious. I liked seeing that side of him. It showed that he's more than just someone who comes in, beats someone up, wins the championship and leaves like Absolutely. that. Like he had charisma, Yes. but now I don't get that from him. He's very boring to me. It's very stale. It's the same stuff. Every time he comes to raw or a pay-per-view and this is kind of off topic, but it's still about Brock Lesnar. Sure. When Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns had that cage match at um, the Greatest uh, Royal Rumble, yes. Brock back hit the floor, not his feet. Roman's feet hit the floor first. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. I understand for storyline purposes, Brock was supposed to win. Fine, whatever. But if you're going to have Brock win, don't have Roman actually win the match and then be like, oh, no, Brock's back hit the floor. No, Brock's back was on the cage. Roman's feet were on the floor. I, like that, that, that whole thing blew my mind. I'm like, no, I, why? I have, I have absolutely nothing to disagree with what you just said. Like, You're 100 percent right. Like that part of it, I was like, come on, that's just that's that's lazy writing right there. Like Roman wasn't supposed to win, but then he did win, and then they're just like, oh no, Brock's back hit. No, we're gonna change the rules. I, I, I didn't understand that. But no, it's, it's complete. Listen, I couldn't agree with you more. That was the most poorly done, poorly executed finish I've seen in a long time. And that's neither Brock's or Roman's fault. Roman and Brock were just doing what they were supposed to be doing, their job, and going out there and performing. Like, that's not either of their faults. But then at the same time, like, why would you have, like, I just just thought that was really lazy writing and really bad, a really bad ending to that match. Well, I'm glad you took it there because, you know, and, and, you know, we're, we're, oh my goodness, so much time has already passed. This has been a good show. But, like, I'm glad you took it there because... You know, let's talk about that for two seconds. Let's talk about how bad the product has been. And that's pretty much, by the way, Taylor, the, the whole premise of my Brock Lesnar argument. My whole premise, my whole foundation 
for the Brock Lesnar argument is how bad the WWE has been over the past year. So, you know, I, I, I'm picking for straws here, Taylor. So, like, you know, forgive me, but I'll kid you not. I, I need Brock Lesnar to, to stay awake. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I... Like, I get so... Like, again, I'm going to go a little bit off topic here. Sure. But it relates to how bad their product is. Mm-hmm. You know that I've been a Dean Ambrose fan since 2006. Mm-hmm. I've seen him be a heel as John Moxley, and he does it beautifully. No script. He knows how to really get that hardcore, edgy stuff going on. One of the best in the game. Right. He gets to WWE, he becomes a face. Okay, that's fine. He gets injured, and WWE brings him back, and then he turns heel. Mm-hmm. This is the stupidest heel turn I've ever seen. They're making Dean Ambrose look like a coward, and he's not that. He is a hardcore good heel if you book him right and it makes me mad that they are wasting his potential mm-hmm. and i and it's not just with him it's with so many other superstars finn balor would be one of them uh, even samoa joe he hasn't won anything since yeah what about Bo- what about bobby Roode? yeah bobby Roode. i love bobby Roode at nxt he yeah. was one of my favorites he came up and now i'm like eh. Bobby Roode is a former world champion in TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it. And right. they're treating him like he's some... I mean, I I found myself embarrassed that I was excited that he won the tag belts because it's his first... Like, that. that's beneath him is my point. But I got excited okay. because it's the first good thing he's done on Raw since he's been up here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... Like, it's bore. It's not really exciting, but for the purposes of his career, I'm glad he's won something and that he... Yeah. Has something going forward? At least he has he one was... WWE championship on his resume now, right? Mm-hmm. Even like someone like Tyler Breeze, mm-hmm. he was number one contender for the NXT Championship. That's right. And now, when was the last time I saw Tyler Breeze on a SmackDown Live? Uh, he was for more than five minutes. No, for more. Okay, then I'm glad you clarified that. For more than five minutes, not in a yeah. long, not in a long time, not in a long time. He, really, he actually got demoted. I, I thought he got demoted, honestly. He, he just challenged for the NXT belt, um, like you just said. like He went down to challenge for the NXT uh, North American title um, a couple of weeks ago. So I, I guess mm-hmm. they're transitioning him back to, to NXT, or I don't even know. It's just it's sad to see a lot of people's potential go down the toilet because Vince doesn't want to use them correctly and book them the way they should be. It's another example, Taylor, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with this. It's because WWE for so long has been the only game in town. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I was only like, oh, my goodness. How old was I? I was only about 12 years old when this happened. But when WCW got purchased by WWE in 2001, it was the worst thing that could have ever happened because the competition went out the door. TNA was knocking on the door a couple years later, but it didn't work. Impact is, is not a very good product. Thank God for Ring of Honor. Thank God for pay-per-views like All In. Let's hope this AEW mm-hmm. with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks takes off. The WWE has nothing to, to worry about as it pertains to competition. So they can put out lackluster products. And, and at the end of the day, we can sit up here. We can be excited at WrestleMania season. Thank God for WrestleMania. We have two months, three months during the year where wrestling... And WWE is on top of its game. 
and then we go back right after WrestleMania season to the same old garbage. It's mm-hmm. it's really I don't know. I, I think I think it I think it's as worse as it's ever been. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I've been paying more attention lately because actually I'm gonna be at WrestleMania this year. Nice. It's my first WrestleMania. I'm actually really excited. I'm gonna be there for the NXT Takeover, WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, which is gonna be my first SmackDown ever, which I'm really excited about. Coming to my neck of the woods, coming to the New York Tri-State area. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's gonna be a fun time. That's what's up. But I'm really paying attention because these normally these two to three months are pretty decent as far as wrestling content, promos, rivalries, etc. Yes. And I think the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania is a little bit different too, just because we're still all like the crowd is still hyped. Yeah. From everything that's happened. And but they the do week, and they do call ups the night after too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the week the week after is just horrible. Yep. I don't I don't know if it, the writers are tired if, and I know the wrestlers are tired. That's that that's got to be a tough week for them for all they have to do, and I and I'm not blaming any of them to any extent. But at the same time, like the writers, I don't know what the prob- their problem is after Mania. Like, I don't get why we can't continue to a somewhat decent streak of wrestling mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. writing or writing. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Product, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. And you know something? I think it's, it's really uh, sad that two students of the game like you and myself, you know, feel that way. I know many others feel that way. Um, you know, as journalists, you know, we study this, this thing, like we, 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 we write about it, we talk about it and, you know, we see that the product is fledgling and now we just, like I said, we gear up. And as you said, we gear up for WrestleMania season where we're all rumble around the corner. But like I said, you know, last night was wrestle, uh, well, actually technically earlier this morning was wrestle kingdom from new Japan. And, you know, you had all in a couple weeks ago, you got, Things that are coming down the pipe from other organizations, and I'm gonna tell you something. It can't last forever. You know, WWE's had a monopoly on this thing since 2001. It's 2019 now. The uh-huh. season and the vibe is changing. Yes, WWE is probably gonna be the number one brand for a long, long time to come. But you know what? There's a little bit more heat on their necks now, and I think that's good for the business, honestly. Yeah, maybe it'll slap reality into them and they'll step up their game because there's a lot of shows that I watch like Ring of Honor is one of them mm-hmm. I even I even started watching New Japan and I'm like holy crap like like this is really good stuff oh yes oh, and yes. I think WWE has to start looking at that and being like oh crap like these guys are coming up like what can we do to better the product and they can sit there on Raw and say oh we're going to improve all this stuff in 2019 I am not going to buy a word you say or at least like WWE's word, mm-hmm. until I see it for myself. Yep. And I understand we're getting um, women tag team uh, championship belt, which, I mean, good for them. Like, that's really cool. But again, I feel like it's limited because of how small the female roster is. Yeah, and Taylor, and let, and, and to your point, company. I think I'm piggybacking on you on this one. They can easily botch this tag team title, women's tag team title thing. They could botch it real easy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you got Bailey and Sasha, mm-hmm. you have the Iconics. I mean, you could bring back Trish and Lita. Naya, I, Naya and uh, Tamina, maybe. Naya and Tamina. Uh, maybe the Bellas, which 
dear God, I hope not. God, but, God forbid, Jesus. But I, 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 we're definitely on the same page with that one. I hope that doesn't happen. But that's I. I only have five, and you're gonna have tag teams on both Raw and SmackDown. I I don't know. I I think it's just them them picking for straws and trying to you know just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. It you know this whole Brock Lesnar conversation you know, is all based on the fact that, like I said, the product stinks. Your logic is that, okay, the product stinks, but we can do better than Brock Lesnar. My my logic is the product stinks. That's why we need Brock Lesnar. But the bottom line is the product stinks. That's right. the, the common denominator here. And something needs to be done about it. Or, or you know what? People like you and me and many others are going to start flipping the channel now that there's something to flip to and check yeah. out other products, you know? And I... Cody Rhodes, his new company, um, I think it says it's going to be on, like, TBS or CBS on Tuesday night. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, now that you, now WWE has to step up their game with SmackDown. Not that they haven't been doing good with SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown's, I think, the better show out of them in Raw, yes. Yeah, out of the main roster, I would rather watch SmackDown mm -hmm. almost any time. However, now you're going to have Cody's new company coming up, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to compete with that, because... If SmackDown, for whatever reason, isn't doing too good that night or whatever, they're going to flip the channel to his. Oh, and yeah. then you're going to lose ratings. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do it on on Mondays because that would be an easy flip. You know, they try, TNA tried. And, and I, 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 TNA definitely gets an E for effort from me back in, I believe it was 06. No, I'm lying. 2010 is when they really went for it. They've been in, in existence for a long time. But in 2010... They went they went head to head with with Raw and and they just got blown out of the water. So I guess Cody strategically, even though I'm sure he's confident in what he's doing, you know the powers that be over there in AEW decided, hey, you know, we'll we won't go head to head with the flagship. Let's you know just push it to Tuesdays. That's kind of where I think they they went with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but even but so, we'll it's still what a happens. good thing. I mean, yeah. there's like I have my favorites, like Becky. I'll always, Becky's one of my tops. My prediction Be to win the Women's Royal Rumble, by the way. Oh, for sure, yes. If she doesn't win it and face Ronda, I'm going to be really angry. Exactly. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually going to pick Seth Rollins to win the men's. Oh my goodness, okay. Because I think when um, Seth was, when they had that, they combined the championships and it was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Brock's and Seth's rivalry, I didn't mind, actually. Like, I was like, okay, you know. The car thing was funny, and Brock was, like, destroying it, then he flung the door and hit a kid in the face. Yeah, it was but, cool. Good TV for once, yep. Like, I didn't mind that, so I feel like if anyone is going to attempt to not maybe not even take it off, but just face Brock, I think Seth could do it. But then I don't know where that leaves Dean at the same time, because that's the main rivalry we've been focusing on. For like the icy title. Well, I like I like your premise and I like your idea for a Seth versus Brock um, main event, and that can still be done even if Seth doesn't win the Royal Rumble. And I don't think Seth will win the Royal Rumble because my prediction is that the Miz will win the Royal Rumble and face Daniel Bryan. I would not be mad at that. So yeah, that's but the Seth Brock thing can still happen because we all know that both titles will be defended even though there's a Royal Rumble winner and you know it's all good. So yeah, but. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Listen, this show made a really 
big left turn, but in a really good way. I, I really appreciate your insight. This show was everything I thought it would be. You are a busy woman, my friend. My goodness. Oh, yeah. I w- Normally, like, if I don't have vacation, I'm six days on, two days off constantly. I never have the same two days off. Gotcha. It constantly rotates. But, um, yeah, and then I'm at the gym. I'm doing a bunch of other things. I'm trying to get my YouTube stuff done. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how busy I am right now. And now I'm trying to get ready for WrestleMania season. And soon we'll be picking, like, our access meet and greet things and it's just it's just flying it's crazy that's what's up you know while i'm thinking about it maybe since you're going to be on the east coast or be in my neck of the woods maybe we could do something live together at some point while you're over here oh for sure you know, yeah figure it It'd out be fun. i'm in new york obviously that everything's in jersey but there's going to be some stuff in new york too i think right yeah i think access is going to be at the barclay center for okay. what and i know nxt is there monday night ross mcdowell live is there okay that's what's um up. And then my hotel is, like, in the middle of Times Square, so... Oh, good money, good money. That's what's up, that's what's up. Well, you know, New York welcomes you, definitely. uh, You're always welcome on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. But listen, I know you kind of touched on it briefly, but before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you, what you got on deck. All right, so I'm on Twitter. It's at TaylorRWilma14. I I just tweet out when I feel like tweeting out. It's usually every day, but... Mm -hmm depending on my schedule. Um, my YouTube channel is Taylor Talks. I don't really have a set schedule right now for how I'm uploading. My most recent video that I made was a couple days ago. It's, I reacted to Elders React to WrestleMania 34, and it's actually quite hysterical. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed and it surprised me how much they like the Elders knew about wrestling. I was like, whoa. But... Um, I'm going to be having a couple things coming up on there. And my goal before WrestleMania is to hit 500 subscribers, and I'm at 468 right now. Nice. So if you haven't subscribed to me, go do it, please. Go I would that. appreciate it. Go do that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Nah, that's what's up. Well, you got a lot of stuff going on, man. Like I said, I had to make sure I tracked you down because I knew that this would be a dope, a dope show if you came on, and it definitely did not disappoint. You know what I'm saying? Tonight it is uh, – June, excuse me, June. Oh my God, let me not rush things ahead. It is January, <laughs> January fourth, two thousand and nineteen. We're gearing up for the Royal Rumble. I will have, uh, oh my God, the Silver Queen, Ivy Roman, and JL Cotto on my special YouTube. Oh, YouTube, you got me all messed up here. Sorry. Oh my goodness, on my special show, Royal Rumble preview show on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Dot com. I'm be getting with the homegirl Smiley on the TNT podcast. But listen, Taylor, we really want to say thank you for being on the show. We know it was a labor of love you being here, so I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed that a lot, actually. That was a lot of fun. That's what's up. Let's make sure we do it again, all right? Oh, for sure. That's what's up. So with that being said, I'm your homeboy, Sean Hubbard. She's your homegirl, Taylor Marie, and this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. We're out of here. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.